0: the Lord we welcome you all today to our live broadcast August 28 2022 shall we pray in Jesus name we pray our father and our God thank you for the week thank you for the day thank you for all who have joined us and those who will also watch or listen to this broadcast We give you all the praise and honor as we pray that you continue to help us, Lord, as we walk this walk. That we learn from the things that have happened to others. And use it to inform ourselves, to walk the walk you have ordained and the path you've ordained for us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ on every home, every place this broadcast is reaching. And we thank you, dear God, for making the opportunity for us to be here and for them to be there. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord. We plead with you to start a watch party if it's possible. Don't watch our broadcast alone. Click the share button on your Facebook page. And if you're on WhatsApp, send the messages to your friends. Invite others, share and look at the scriptures, look at the teachings and use it to inform yourselves and to grow and also bring more insights as you do. We pray that God will enable you and lead you in Jesus name. Today's topic, worldly or fleshly Christians, That's those Christians who love the world more than they love Jesus. Are comparable to all repentant Jewish remnant. The outline. Number one. The Jewish remnant seeks God's guidance. Number two. The hypocrisy of the remnant. Number three. The remnant disobeys God. Number four, the remnant lost Egypt and the queen of heaven. Number five, worldly or fleshly Christians will be through this broadcast exhorting you to repent and to stop being hard of hearing. And our song, which we started, is Praise to the Lord, the Almighty. Praise the Lord. The Jewish Remnant, Six God's Guidance. Scripture, please.
1: I read from Jeremiah chapter 42, verses 1 to 3. Now all the captains of the forces, Johanan the son of Kareah, Jezaniah the son of Hoshea, and all the people from the least to the greatest came near. I said to Jeremiah the prophet, Please, let our petition be acceptable to you, And pray for us, the Lord your God, for all this remnant, since we are left but a few of many, as you can see. That the Lord your God may show us the way in which we should walk and the thing we should do. Praise the Lord. When the period from this scripture,
0: this happened after the fall of Jerusalem or the kingdom of Judah, Because Jerusalem was the capital of the kingdom of Judah in 586 BC before Christ. So this is the context. This is the remnant remaining in Jerusalem. Most of the Jews have been taken to Babylon. And so this remainder, which we call the remnant, or describe the few of the many. See, many have been taken remaining just a few, were the ones who are left in Jerusalem. These are the ones of which we are talking about the Jewish remnant. That's the people we are talking about as they stay from Jerusalem. We are going to see them move to Egypt. And we are going to see what happened there and how they interacted with the prophet of God. Praise the Lord. Jeremiah was a prophet of God in this period. But he had been calling on Judah prior to the fall of Jerusalem. To repent for many years. Crying, weeping. Warning them that one day the kingdom of Judah will come to an end. Just as the kingdom of Israel came to an end about 200 years before then. If they fail to repent. And when they carried the many to Babylon. He and some of these other people we call the remnant remained in Jerusalem. So the leaders of the remnant have just come to Jeremiah and needed to have that picture. The prophet had warned them to stop sinning and to listen to the almighty God. Whom they disdain many times imprisoning him. The ones remaining who are the leaders have come to him now and made this proposition to him. You see... Okay, I will say something when we read the next one. Because we are going to go to the hypocrisy of the remnant. They came to Jeremiah. They wanted Jeremiah to find out from God what God has in plan for them. Should they remain in Jerusalem or should they go to Egypt or something else? So that's why we go to the hypocrisy of the remnant. Scripture, please.
1: Jeremiah chapter 42, verses 7 to 22. And it happened after ten days that the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Then he called Johanan, the son of Cariah, all the captains of the forces which were with him, and all the people from the least, even to the greatest, and said to them, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, to whom you sent me to present your petition before him. If you will still remain in this land, then I will build you and not pull you down and I will plant you and not pluck you up. For I relent concerning the disaster that I have brought upon you. Do not be afraid of the king of Babylon, of whom you are afraid. Do not be afraid of him, says the Lord. For I am with you to save you and deliver you from his hand. And I will show you mercy, that he may have mercy on you and cause you to return to your own land. But if you say, we will not dwell in this land, disobeying the voice of the Lord your God, saying, No, but we will go to the land of Egypt, where we shall see no war, nor hear the sound of the trumpet, nor be hungry for bread, and there we will dwell. Then hear now the word of the Lord, O remnant of Judah. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, if you wholly set your faces to enter Egypt, and go to dwell there. Then it shall be that the sword which you feared shall overtake you there in the land of Egypt. The famine of which you were afraid shall follow close after you there in Egypt, and there you shall die. So shall it be with all the men who set their faces to go to Egypt to dwell there. They shall die by the sword, by famine, and by pestilence, and none of them shall remain or escape from the disaster that I will bring upon them. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, As my anger and my fury have been poured out on the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so will my fury be poured out on you when you enter Egypt. And you shall be an oath, an astonishment, a curse, and a reproach, and you shall see this place no more. The Lord has said concerning you, O remnant of Judah, Do not go to Egypt. No certainly, I have admonished you this day. Verse 20. For you are hypocrites in your hearts when you sent me to the Lord your God saying, Pray for us to the Lord our God. And according to all that the Lord your God says, so declare to us and we will do it. And I have this day declared it to you. But you have not obeyed the voice of the Lord your God or anything which he has sent you by me. Now therefore, know certainly that you shall die by the sword, by famine, and by pestilence in the place where you desire to go to dwell. Praise the Lord for his word. Jeremiah foretold
0: that when Jerusalem is sacked and Judah carried away into captivity, those who remain shall go by sword or by famine or by pestilence. But the Lord had mercy on the few that remained. Because Jeremiah was encouraging people to go to Babylon. Because it was God's plan for Babylon to carry away the, the, uh, Israel because of their sins. Even he was termed the saboteur. But the king of Babylon delivered him from their hands. And spared him. And spared the lives of these ones who are not the remnant. And now they come to him. We will do everything that you once you find out from God, because they know that Jeremiah is a prophet of God, remember that they are not the false prophets in their midst for you are hypocrites, Jeremiah says in verse 20 because in your hearts, when you send me to God, that we do everything God tells us to do, we will do it you know you are not going to do it that's the middle of hypocrisy so let's bring it to our context, you and I How often do we believers behave like the remnant? Many times we are praying to God for something. asking God, just if you tell us this or that, we'll do it. And when in our hearts God ministers what we ought to do, we begin to second guess and say, no, we're not hearing from God anymore. Because we didn't hear what we wanted to hear, which is what we are determined to do. So you see, those people that came to Jeremiah determined they were already heading to Egypt. They just wanted God to sanction their going to Egypt. So when they're not told the contrary, they know that they're not going to agree. And God knew your hearts. And just as God knows your hearts and my heart, when we go to Him in prayers so or asking for something or for guidance, He knows already what the outcome will be. He knows even that many of us when we are praying asking for something that will not follow through even if he tells us what is the right thing to do. Because at heart most people are hypocrites. But you and I don't have to be that. Let us learn from that. You don't go to God in prayer and say, Lord I want, make sure if you are going to the Lord in prayers that you are determined to do that. Which you have, because he already knows whether you will or not. So if you are not sure, one advice I want to say to you and to myself today is don't go to ask him if you know you will not do it. You might say, Lord, do I I jump and go to this place? And do not say, no, go north. He said, no, go south. You tell, Lord, can I stay this place? He said, no, don't stay here. Or you want to go south? he said, no, stay there. In the midst of so many problems. So if you know you will not obey, if you know you have already determined what you want to do, my advice with, to you and to myself is, don't ask God to sanction what we have decided. But if genuinely you are confused, and you really need guidance, and you, it doesn't matter what he tells you, you know you're going to go through it, then my advice is please, at all times, go to the Lord in prayers. It's very important. But whatever he tells you, don't second-guess him, move. If you, you had wrongly in your heart, He will know that it was you had wrongly. He will redirect your parts. Praise the Lord. So we go now to the true disobedience. The remnant disobeys God and goes to Egypt. That's chapter three. I mean, on this topic. Scripture, please. Jeremiah
1: chapter 43, verses 1 to 7. Now it happened when Jeremiah had stopped speaking to all the people, all the words of the Lord their God. For which the Lord their God had sent him to them, all these words, that Azariah the son of Hoshea, Johanan the son of Kariah, and all the proud men spoke, saying to Jeremiah, You speak falsely. The Lord our God has not sent you to say, Do not go to Egypt to dwell there. But Baruch the son of Neriah has sent you, set you against us, to deliver us into the hand of the Chaldeans, that they may put us to death or carry us away captive to Babylon. So Joinnon the son of Chariah, all the captains of the forces, and all the people would not obey the voice of the Lord to remain in the land of Judah. But Joinnon the son of Chariah and all the captains of the forces took all the remnant of Judah who had returned to dwell in the land of Judah from all nations where they had been driven, men, women, children, the king's daughters, and every person whom Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, had left with Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, and Jeremiah the prophet, and Baruch, the son of Neriah. So they went to the land of Egypt, for they did not obey the voice of the Lord, and they went as far as Tapanus. Praise the Lord.
0: So the remnant disobeys God. I've always pondered. Why did Jeremiah go? This man has suffered so much. He could as well have stayed in Jerusalem. But I believe in my heart, the Lord told him to go. Because God still wanted a witness with the remnant. He wanted a witness against them. A witness, somebody to call them back to God or failure to do that so that his judgment can come on the remnant. He allowed him to go. I believe there's no way he would have started going to Egypt except because God said, go with them. I did that. I believe Jeremiah would have told God, I really don't want to go with these people. They are hard of hearing. But I believe the good Lord said, no, no, you have to go. Oftentimes you are put in a situation, not because you have any problem or God does not approve of you, but he wants you to be there as a testimony. So sometimes your situation may be so difficult. You say, God, take, get me out of this place. But God may need you there because he wants you to be a witness. He wants you to continue to sound a trumpet. Please, remember this. Let's go to the next item. The remnant loves Egypt. Of course they, Egypt. they love Egypt. And the queen of heaven. I'm going to see the character now. Because I'm going to do this reading as I'm explaining because it's very long. So I take from Jeremiah chapter 44, verse one. The word that came to Jeremiah concerning all the Jews who dwell in the land of Egypt, who dwell in Migdal at taphens at North and in the country of the Petrus, saying, see, they have now settled in Egypt. They have now settled in what? Egypt. They have gone. So we're now in Egypt with the remnant. They are settled with them. You know, it's like you and I, we were in the world. We go to the world and we settle with the world. And there's corruption is going to take place. And that's exactly what took place. So God's word has just come to Jeremiah chapter 44, verse 1. So we continue from verse 7 to 8. Now therefore says the Lord, the God of hosts, the God of Israel, why do you commit this great evil against yourselves? To cut off from you, man and woman, child and infant, out of Judah, leaving not to remain. I mean, you already were sinning in Judah. Now you've come to Egypt, and it's not even worse. In that you provoke me, verse 8, to rot. With the works of your hands, burning incense to other gods. You know, when you go in your churches and sing praise God when money is raised, you, whom are you thinking you're praising? Where you are going to dwell that you may cut yourselves off and be a curse and a reproach among the nations of the earth. You know, God is very upset when those who say that his children are blaspheming his name. It's better you hide your identity. But if you are going to live a very sinful life, please hide your identity. Because God will be upset because you are corrupting, you are making those who have believed to see Nothing but good. They will see nothing but evil in your life, and so they say that's the God is serving. I will not serve Him. I'm going to continue to verse thirteen. This is where Jeremiah continues. That's Jeremiah chapter forty-four, verse thirteen. For I will punish those who dwell in the land of Egypt, as I punish Jerusalem by sword, by famine, by pestilence. See, these are the people God told through Jeremiah. Stay in Jerusalem, I'll take care of you. Nebuchadnezzar said the king of Babylon will do nothing because I am God. But he refused and went and joined the Egyptians. Oh, we will not see war here. Yet they saw the punishment that was visited on Judah when the Babylonians came and laid a siege on Jerusalem. Sacked the city and everything, destroyed everything. But they yet didn't repent. It's 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 unbelievable. So God is now very upset and sends a message to Jeremiah to tell them. Verse 14. So that none of the remnant of Judah who have gone into the land of Egypt to dwell, they shall escape or survive. That's a weighty judgment. Let's return to the land of Judah. To which they desire to return and dwell. See, they have now gone to Egypt now. They are thinking of going back to Judah. For none shall return except those who escape. So the Lord will make a way for you to escape. Verse 15. Then all the men who knew that their wives had in incense to other gods, with all the women who stood by, a great multitude, and all the people who dwelt in the land of Egypt, in Petrus, outside Jeremiah, saying, Look at the remnant talking to the prophet of God, saying, Meaning they're talking to God at that moment, because they know this is a prophet of God. It's not a false prophet. Verse 16. As for the word that you have spoken to us in the name of the Lord, we will not listen to you. So when you go preaching or witness, and people say we will not listen to you, you don't have to be discouraged. Many before you had even were stoned, some were put to death. Verse 17. They said, but we will certainly do whatever has gone out of our own mouth. See, not God anymore. To burn burning sense to the Queen of Heaven. I wish I had time to explicate on who the Queen of Heaven is because some denominations today still call somebody Queen of Heaven and pray to Queen of Heaven. They are not praying to that person the thing they are praying to. They are praying to this particular goddess. The goddess of fertility. So the body says to the Queen of Heaven and pour her drink offerings to her. As we have done. We and our fathers. Our kings and our princes. In the cities of Judah. and the streets of Jerusalem. For they we have plenty of food. We were well off and saw no trouble. They did all those things. Look at the people talking. Yet there are exiles in Egypt. They have forgotten that they were sacked from Judah. And they ran from Jerusalem. Verse 18. But since we start burning, he says to the queen of heaven. Watch. <laughs> and put their drink offerings to her. We have lacked everything. And have been consumed by the sword and by famine. Let me introduce something here. Many people who continue to espouse prosperity doctrine, worldly prosperity. I was in a particular country so many years ago where it was the, the infant. That country has gone south because in most of the churches, it's all about prosperity. It is not accidental because you can't be worshiping other gods. In this case, it was a pillar of every offering, bond offerings. But in this country, or the, I'm not calling names, um, they are worshipping mammon in the churches. And so everything has gone south. That's why they allied with politicians of questionable characters, brought some even into office, became kingmakers, And that is why there's a problem. You cannot have God and mammon. That was last week's topic. Good Jesus saves. If you deny him, he will deny you. So since I knew in that country, it has always mammon prosperity for 30 years. It has gone south. Those who are looking for prayer points in that country, those you know where I'm I'm talking about, pray that mammon be pulled out from your churches. Because that's a God people are worshiping. That's what has made you to take wrong turns all over in that country. And that's why it is not well in that country. So the king of heaven here is comparable today to what believers in this particular country and some parts of the world, poorer countries of the world, continue to worship by and the economy continues to go south. Whereas the priest, the proponents of this is continue to do what? Become rich. So it's taken from the poor and given to the rich, rather than rich, giving to the poor. Verse 19, the women also said, and when we born you to the Queen of Heaven, and poured our drink offerings to her, did we make case for her to worship and pour it without her husband's family? The women are saying, we and our husbands are in this business together. Twenty. Then Jeremiah spoke to all the people. The men, the women, and all the people are giving that answer, saying, and the answer is giving you people today, and giving to that country, and other countries that worship Mammon." In their churches, the he says that you are born in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. You and your fathers, you are kings and your princes. And the people of the land did not, did not the Lord remember them, and did not come into His mind? Only people have been shouting, only prosperity in these places. Every Sunday, you dress in ways that are obnoxious. What has happened to that prosperity? Where you are? One of the poorest countries in the world today, yet you have been blessed with so much riches. Tell me. I'm, I'm, Jeremiah is asking you the question. I'm asking you the question today too. Since you started burning your prayers to mammon, to worldly prosperity, what's how market? So the Lord could no longer bear it because of the evil of your doings and because of the abominations you've committed. Therefore, your land is a desolation, an astonishment, a curse, and without yet inhabitant as it is this day. My prayer, it will not be that for that country that I love so much. But, genuine men and women of God in that country, if you're hearing me, time to pray and time to call it the way it is. No more diplomacy because there's danger in the land. Verse 23, because you are born in sin, and because you have sinned against the Lord, you have not obeyed the voice of the Lord who walked in his law. In his time he says, therefore this calamity has happened to you as at this day. Now somebody will say, but no country today is a Christian nation. I agree 100%. This was a theocratic situation. But the point is, believers in any country are a nation in that country. So, in the nation, in the country I'm talking about, of believers, Janine cried to God, God will deliver the land. It has evil in the land, but it's the believer's fault. Because it means we did not stand in the gap. We did not speak truth to power. We compromised. We joined Egypt. And what do you think happens when you join with Egypt? God sent the Babylonians to come and conquer Egypt and destroy everything at the end of the day. Read, the, read Jeremiah continuously, please. or so read some of the other Old Testament Bible, please. The Chronicles and all that, please. Find all that. Moreover, Jeremiah said to all the people and to all the women in verse 24, hear the word of the Lord. All Judah who are in the land of Egypt, in this country I'm talking about today, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. To the nation in that country, I'm talking nation of believers. You and your wives have spoken with your mouth and fulfilled with your hands, saying, we will surely keep, if you continue to keep your vows in that country, all are not calling out these wicked leaders who are misleading you people. Will you continue going to churches where mammon is lifted every Sunday? Where is worldly prosperity? It cannot be where. Well. You will surely keep your vows and perform your vows, but it is not to God. And God will require the blood of that country in our hands. Therefore hear the word of the Lord in verse 26, all Judah, who dwell in the land of Egypt. Behold, I one sworn by my great name, says the Lord, that my name shall no more be named in the mouth of any man of Judah in all the land of Egypt, as the Lord lives. Behold, I watch over them, for adversity and not for good. And all the men of Judah who are in the land of Egypt shall be consumed by the sword and by famine, until there is no end to them. Yes, more nobody will escape. They will return from the land of Egypt to the land of Judah because God will leave witnesses. And all the remnant of Judah who have gone to love Egypt where there shall know when these words that they stand, whether it is Jeremiah's word or God's words. To the nation I'm talking about, to believers in that nation, many years ago, with one mind and one heart, you guys cried to God, we cried to God. God had us, God delivered us. But we rejected his solution. We embraced a new solution. And since that time, how market? How market? We're about to go in again to go to another. Make a decision by being on your knees and praying for God's will to be done. And whatever God's will is, that's the right thing. Not what you desire or what I desire. That should be the mindset of all believers in the country I'm talking about. I'm not calling the names, but you know. Go on your knees. Two or three leaders who share that. not those who have a mind. We want this person or this one or this thing or that. No, it will not work. A mind that says, whatever is the solution, Father God, we are here because we are your nation in that country. If not, it's not going to be well. It's going to be very ugly. Lord Jesus. Number five. Worldly fleshly Christians, this is why I'm talking to the whole world now. I'm pleading with you to repent. Stop being hard of hearing. Scripture, please.
1: Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work.
0: Praise the Lord! All Scripture is from heaven. All Scripture is from heaven. When spoken through His prophets, through His uh, with the, the patriarchs, through the Lord Jesus Christ, through the apostles, through the, the disciples. So we're going. To, we're using this to exhort those who are still in love with the world. Those who desire wealth more than anything are forgetting that the spiritual should be their heart's desire, meaning God. And they will say, whatever it is, if it's poverty, let it be so. If it is riches, let it be so. But that rich, if you continue to go to God, you have reached so that you can use this money to do this for God. You are, making, you are telling a lie. God knows you are not going to do it. Believers, especially carnal Christians, should learn from what befell the disobedient remnant in Egypt. Because God has been nudging you. And you have been putting him off. For how long will you do that? He is asking. What if he calls you home today? What will you say to him? That you were waiting for that whatever. Can believe us are like the unrepentant remnant in Egypt. They continue to serve other gods. The god of this world. That's Satan. Or his agents like Mammon, Queen of heaven. Aeostra. Which the people call this star. They will their ears from God's faithful ministers. They cannot inherit eternal life unless they repent. And I plead with you today, my brothers and sisters, if you fall this category, or be convicted, repent. God, God's I mean, Once you repent, God will bring you home and teach you. And you, you, you one day you'll be telling others to the same to what I'm telling you now. Please stop chasing phantoms. Stop chasing that which is unattainable. If you're a believer, if you have made a confession of faith, why don't you continue in that faith, not of works? I encourage you to study God's word and begin practicing what the word says. All scripture is given by the inspiration inspiration of God that is profitable for you and I to grow. Those who study the scriptures don't easily fall prey to false doctrines. Only through such study and practice can one successfully navigate this world? Because the enemy has put so many stumbling blocks for believers. He wants them to fall. But through the study of scriptures, you will discern and know what is right and what is not right. No man or woman can take you for the right. Nobody can tell you what is not true because you will say, but the word of God says this. We're well, going to sing praises to God and I pray all of you to join us. To praise to the Lord, the Almighty. Let us praise to the Lord, the Almighty God. He is the King of creation. Oh my soul, praise Him. For he is the health and salvation, my soul. All ye who hear, now to his temple draw near, praise him in glad adoration. Praise to the Lord, who over all things so wondrously reigneth, he shelters thee and I. Under His wings, yeah. So gently sustaining us, hast Thou not seen how Thy desires have been granted by God? So many times. Praise the Lord, who doth prosper thy walk and defend thee. Show his goodness and mercy. Here, daily attend thee. Ponder anew, that is, meditate anew. What the grace and gifts of God has been to you. What Almighty can do and has done. For if it is love, he befriends you. Oh boy, it is so wonderful to be a friend of God. Praise to the Lord. Oh, let all that is in me adore him. Let all that is in you, my brother and my sister, adore God. All that hath life and break, let us all worship the Almighty God. Let the Amen, Sound from his people again. Gladly forever, let us adore him. Let us adore the King of Kings, the Almighty God, the everlasting God. Father God, we worship you. We adore you. You are the Almighty you are the everlasting Father. The King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Father, I'm praying, Lord, stay in your hand in that land. Because you are many of your children in that land that have talked about, Lord, that they will turn to you and cry out the way they cried out nearly 30 years, more than 30 years ago, about 30 years ago, Lord. Father, I pray that when we cry, hear us. Hear us and stay in your hand and remove the hand of the wicked in that land. That the hand of the wicked will no more prosper in that land in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remove everything that offends in that land, my Father, my God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, hey, wherever this gospel is preached, wherever this message is heard, that all who are in love with the world will abandon the world. They will stop loving the world. They will stop loving the world without confess the name of your son. And when they come to Him, pray as Father that they come in truth, knowing that you are God, you know everything. Forgive us our sins, oh my Father, my God. Forgive us our failings and our weaknesses, oh God. Have mercy, my Father, my God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are coming to worship your Lord our God, as you continue to leave many a testimony manifest your power, Lord, in the hearts of all who have had this message today, through the breaking of the yokes in their lives, through a newness that will come in them, that they will know that these things are true, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessings, glory, and honor, Lord, are all yours. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Please share these messages. Discuss, pray along, and find that these things are true. And God we use you to minister to others. Please we plead with you. Or oh, be praying for us too. We pray for you. May God's countenance and light shine on you this week. In Jesus' name we pray. We'll see you next Sunday by His grace.